Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Mouse House. Tonight's episode is about building memories with friends, family, loved ones, or anyone, for that matter. Current time is 7.04 p.m. I hope all of you are having a good Monday, and I hope you had a good weekend, and I hope you have a good week. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to say I'm not encouraging you to distance yourself from anybody. This is just something I'm thinking about or I've thought about for a while. And it actually came from a scene from a TV show. And I was like, I don't know why. I didn't consciously apply this um, concept. I think it just came to me as like, oh, I wonder. It was weird. It was just like it kind of flowed into building memories with friends and family. So it's not like I sat down and thought about this. It just gradually came to me. And I was like, oh, that's... That's true, if you think about it. So, what is the point in building memories with friends and family? You know, or or any kind of interaction with somebody that was positive. Obviously, you know, negative interactions, I mean, you know, they they have a bad impact on your life and you obviously want to forget about them. Unfortunately, those are the ones that stick quite well in our minds. But when it comes to good memories over years and decades, what's the point? Why are you building memories with your friends and family? And so I got this idea from a TV show that you might have heard of. Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory, he was talking about how he didn't like gift giving. He just didn't understand it. And he was like, well, let's say I give you $50 on your birthday, and then you give me $50 on my birthday. And we keep doing that, and then one of us dies, and then the other one just ends up $50 richer. Right? And so I thought about that in terms of like building memories with family, except it's a darker, you know, that was humorous. You know, this is more of a darker area of that thought process. When you're building memories with people, one of you is going to die and the other one is going to be stuck with all the memories and now a lot of pain. You know, people get married and they want to have a family and that's great, you know. And let's say that couple has been together for a very long time, you know, decades. One of them is going to die. And the other one is going to have to be in that same house or apartment filled with all those memories. You know, a lot of them do move. And I'm pretty sure that's why, because they don't want to be in the same place where they built 
a life with that individual. But they're there alone after decades of marriage. And they're just stuck with all these memories. So what was the point of getting married in the first place? Why even build a relationship that close with somebody when you know eventually one of you is going to be in extreme pain? Where, you know, the emotional toll of losing the other one will be unmeasurable. Just like, you know, with family members, it's a little bit different. Because you're kind of stuck with them, right? <laughs> you know, you're always stuck with family for the most part. But when you are 18 years old, then you can go on your own and do whatever you want. Legally, nobody can tell you what to do in terms of like where you're living, right? Who you have to live with, um, you know, all that stuff, right? So why, why do you continue to want to build memories with your siblings and your parents knowing that, especially with your parents, most likely they're going to die before you do? Is it just out of guilt? Well, you know, they raised me, so I better stick around. I understand the concept of love, okay? I know that's what you're thinking. You're like, maybe maybe this bear just doesn't love anybody. That's not, I, I know, okay? I know how to love, <laughs> okay? That sounds pretty funny. I know how to love. But what I'm saying is that what if you, you know, on your 18th birthday or, you know, in a week later, you had time to think. You're like, well, if I distance myself from these people, yes, I built 18 years of memories with them. But if I distance myself from them, build my own life, and yes, I still love them, and I'm still grateful that they took care of me. But I know when they pass away, years down the road, it'll be less painful than having them involved in my life, you know, after I grow up, you know, get your own place, get a job. Let's say you do get married and build a family. You know, realistically, all you're doing is just hurting yourself, potentially hurting them, because you never know. You might pass away first, and now your parents have to live with that. And so, obviously, they're going to be devastated. You know, let's look at friendships, too. Especially, it's like what I said in my other podcast. What's the point in having friends? Because by the time you're 30, you're not going to be hanging out with any of them. You, you will be lucky if you have one or two friends. And that's coming from a very extroverted type person okay or bear <laughs> okay I, I can chat with anybody and i made friends with anybody and everybody didn't matter who you were and i don't know any of them anymore i don't know what they're doing i don't have their phone numbers 
I don't know their social media. I have one best friend and a friend I'm very, very close to that I, both of them I've known for 20 plus years. Those are the only two people. Out of all the people, hundreds of people that I've met and countless friends that I've had, friends that I've had for over a decade, probably 10 years or more. I don't even know where they live. I don't speak with them. We didn't have an argument. We didn't have a falling out. We just, you know, we have our own lives, our own priorities. You know, we, you know, it's just life. You're getting older. So now if one of those people were to pass away, let's say an old friend that I haven't spoken to in 10 years. Yeah, it'd suck, but whatever. I mean, it wouldn't even. It would just be like, eh, bummer. Because I, I, I don't really know them anymore. You know, the memories of them and the memories of us hanging out or a long, long time ago. So now, if we were hanging out every day like we used to, or a lot, and then they passed away, it would be terrible. It would be, you know, really a very sad day, and I'd be very upset for a long, long time. So, you know, what's the point in building any kind of relationship with anybody knowing that at the end of the day, one of you is going to be left with all that pain. You know, you'd almost, and I'm not calling it this, but you would almost call it selfish. Because you're like, here you are voluntarily going to this individual and building a relationship, whether it's friendship or marriage, whatever, you know, or you're just a couple, you know, good and well, that one of you is going to die in the end. So if you think about it, it's kind of selfish and it goes both ways because if they reciprocate their interest, you know, your interest towards them and they reciprocate that and say, Hey, you know, I'm interested too. Let's be friends or let's get together or get married or whatever. They're being just as selfish as you are. If you look at it that way. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, just why, where is the meaning to building these relationships? If all it's going to do is cause pain for one of you in the end, you know, you could be like, well, you know, this is, this is the other argument. You could say, well, you know what? You can sit back and reflect on those things. Obviously it's going to hurt, but you can reflect on those things like great memories with them, funny moments, even the arguments, you know, those, those are kind of funny too. You know, those arguments are, a lot of them are pretty funny now because they're, 
in the past and you realized how stupid both of you were and you're just like, wow, that was, that was pretty trivial. You know, that was rather childish of both of us. <laughs> or it was just flat out funny, you know. Um, you know, I, I can give you an example. I was with somebody and we were arguing. And so this is a funny argument, okay? This is something that I remember and it, it makes me laugh to this day. We were arguing about something stupid. I don't know what it was. I mean, it really wasn't anything serious. And, you know, this person and I were together and she was arguing and I was arguing and stuff, right? And <laughs> I was, I was like pointing at myself and I was like, uh, yes, you have to do what I say. I'm your wife. <laughs> and she like looked at me like, what? And I thought about it and I was like, uh oh. And so when I said, I'm your wife, <laughs> that immediately <laughs> broke the argument and we both started laughing. And then she gave me a kiss and she started walking away, you know, and she went to her room or went home, whatever, right? I was like, hey, where are you going? I was like, the argument isn't over. <laughs> you know, and I said it like that. I wasn't mad. And she's like, you laugh too, babe. And I was like, all right, fine. She's right. <laughs> I was like, and if you're wondering, I never, I never lived that down. She threw that in my face <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, you know, I was like, there was another moment. I was like, you know, we weren't going to argue. I just, I was like, oh, you know, I need you to go do, pick up this for me or something. Right. And it wasn't like, I wasn't being demanding or anything. I was just like, Hey, you know, I need you to pick this up for me, please. And like, I need this. She's like, oh, why? And I was like, what do you mean? Why? She's like, cause you're my wife. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I just gave up. Like, I was just like, you know what? I'm your wife. Are you happy? <laughs> so <laughs> I just gave up after that. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I'm cooked. That's it. Like, I can't say anything more. <laughs> and so that's an argument and it's funny. You know, so that that's the argument that you can have. Well, you have all those memories and they're good. Okay. And that's why we build memories with people. Knowing that one of you is going to pass away. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm getting older. Because I, I do think about that. When it comes to, like, starting anything. Starting a YouTube channel. A podcast. Um, investing. Anything. You know, starting a company or whatever. I'm starting to think to myself, I'm like, what's the point? I'm going to be 39 in like three weeks. So, you know, what's the point in doing any of that? I mean, at best, I'm going to have maybe what? I don't know, 30 more years. You know, it takes like at least 20 years to build a business to the point where people know who you are, right? 
from the ground up. So that means by the time it's built up, it's too late. You know, in the first five years of starting a business, you make no money. So there's five years gone already. So, you know, I'm having this struggle of like, well, I'm kind of running out of time. You know, and this is just assuming that I make it that far. I mean, we don't know. You know, we could die tomorrow, right? And so, you know, I guess for me, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going on borrowed time. And so it's like, okay, well, I need to really streamline everything to make it worth my while. Because, I mean, yes, we all are living on borrowed time, but you know what I mean? I feel like I'm living on less borrowed time now versus than when I was like 20. And so I'm kind of like trying to close that gap and it's like, okay, well, what's really important? What can slip through here that'll make it worth my while versus, well, I could do 10 different things and not really be good at any of them, but at least I did them versus like, okay, what's the one thing, you know, one or two, maybe even three things that I can do that'll be meaningful, that'll be worth my while in this short amount of time, you know, and I'm trying to think to myself, well, and I don't know why, and we all do this when it comes to investing or whatever. How could I make this sustainable even when I'm dead? You know, to leave it for, you know, loved ones or whatever, right? And so you're like, well, ooh, I mean, if I make it, you know, X amount of dollars by the time I'm 60, 70 years old, I don't know if that's going to be enough for them. And so it's like, well, you know, if I stop goofing around, then I can close that gap in terms of how much time I need to make sure they're okay. Which at the moment, the only beneficiary is my best friend. You know, and she'll get everything. You know, that's that's kind of how it's set up where she she um gets any anything i own basically, you know. But if I'm so focused on that, I'm not having any fun. I mean, it is fun doing all that stuff. But you know what I mean? Like activity fun. Like riding motorcycles, drifting cars, making YouTube videos, podcasting, stuff like that. Even chatting with friends online. You know, I enjoy doing that. So, you know... I, I keep finding myself thinking about this and trying to figure out 
like I'm not saying it's a waste of time. I'm just trying to figure out why. Because I guess you could say I almost feel guilty. It's like, you know what? I kind of feel guilty if I get close to this person. Because what happens if I go first? Then they're going to be stuck with all those memories. And I'm going to be home free. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be floating around and having a good time. Right. While they're here back on earth with all that pain that they have to carry with them. And so I guess maybe that's why it's on my mind a lot. Like, you know what? I kind of feel bad. And in my defense, you know, I do love motorsports and it's something I love doing. And arguably it is one of, if not the most dangerous sport. So my chances of going are a lot greater than any of theirs. You know. So maybe that's why, but but to be honest, not really. Because I already made peace with that. I was like, you know what? I mean, if it happens, it happens. Preferably, I'd rather go on a motorcycle or a car. Because I'll be happy. I'll be doing what I love. And not, you know sitting or laying down in a bed and having to use a bedpan. You know what I mean? It's like I was doing 160 miles an hour and, you know, I was killed instantly. So there wasn't any pain. There wasn't any suffering. It was just lights out. And I was having a great time. Versus I laid in bed for 10 years and for the past five years I've been having to use a bedpan because I can't get out of bed. And I'm miserable. You know, so believe me, I made peace with a long, long time ago with that, with motorsports being dangerous. But, you know, I maybe it's just a mix of I'm getting older. I know I like dangerous sports. So building a relationship with somebody, you know, it's not worth their time. And it's not worth the pain that I might leave them. And so it's a good thing that people don't think about this. You know, and I'm not asking you to figure this out or to have this on your mind constantly. I'm just telling you like, hey, you know, this is what I've been thinking about. And it's it's kind of true. It sucks. It's like, you know what? When you really think about it, what's the point? Because one of you is going to be screwed and left with everything. You know? I mean, I guess you can apply how I made peace with possibly dying, you know, um, you know, being involved with motorsports. And you could just apply that to your own life and just be like, you know what? I am going to die someday. But I'm going to make as many friends as I can. And, you know, build a family as best I can. 
and hopefully they can only reflect on the good times and not the fact that I'm gone. And so that's a more positive way of thinking. You're like, you know what? I hope I could fly to Japan, you know, and, and meet this person because we've been friends and, you know, we could go drifting right in the hills of Japan and have a great time and, you know, try to make, make a cool, fun experience for both of us. And, you know, leave some sort of impact on their life in a good way. And hopefully they'll do the same, you know, or maybe I'll go to Connecticut and meet that person and have a great time, you know, and we might not meet again or meet once or twice a year, but at least we built that friendship, maybe even, you know, something that we can both hold on to despite being thousands of miles away. And when one of us dies, we'll have those great memories of actually spending time together. You know? And so when you look at it glass half full, if you will, then it makes you feel like, you know what? It's not a depressing subject. You know, it makes you feel like, you know what? I got to get out of the house. I got to see how many friends I can make <laughs> before time's too late. You know, and I'm going to try and be the most positive person in their life so that I can make an impact on, on their on their experience with us spending time together and put a smile on their face and make them laugh. And I'm going to try to do that with as many people as I can before time's out, time runs out. So you can look at it from that way. You know, I'm looking at it more of a, a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I think you should look at it more of a I need to get out of the house every day. I need to hug the guy at 7-Eleven. <laughs> I need to high five the trash man, <laughs> the garbage man. I need to give him a high five every morning. <laughs> you know, give cookies to the mailman every Christmas and make sure to say please and thank you and all that stuff. Because time's running out. And I want to make sure whoever I interact with has a positive experience and a good memory of me before I'm gone. You know? And I'm more in the camp of, well, if I just stay alone <laughs> and nobody's here, but like the famous saying is, no man is on his own island. So it's impossible. So just stay positive. I know this sounds like a depressing episode, but, you know, I looked at it the other way. Okay. And I'll try to do that. 
Not every day, but I'll try. Okay? Stay tuned. Within the next five days, I'll be posting a new episode. Have a good night.